So we have, again, two very different schools of thought. Right. Bourdain and Zimmerman. Zimmern. Zimmern. Oh my gosh, it's Zimmern. It's Zimmern. But... I thought it was Zimmerman for years. Everyone does. But but it's it's such a weird name. Anyway. But, but, I mean, I guess, I mean, they're, you know... They're... just very different approaches to the same thing. How do you handle really weird food? With with respect. You someone cooked it, someone made it, someone took the time and effort to, you know, put their their, you know, hopefully figurative blood, sweat, and tears, their effort into it. But they're both respectful. What I'm getting at is whether or not are you to be honest about if you actually enjoy it, I mean, you you have to you have to respect it. You have to like someone someone took the time to do this to create this for you. The act of not you know. I feel like Andrew Zimmern on Bizarre Foods, like he really he does a good job of that, being very respectful. But I don't believe him because he likes everything. Because you can, How, and and that's impossible. I mean, there are a couple things he hasn't liked, like fermented fish heads. Uh, that you stick under a rock on a beach. I know he doesn't like those. Or lutefisk. The, again, like fermented, like lye fermented fish. But those aren't enough things. Like you, as people, like you gotta, there have to be more things that you don't like. Everybody dislikes something. Like a bunch of, well, a bunch of things. I'm making this confusing. But the point is, we're not robots. We're, we're not robots. We can't just like, we're not just, we can't just like everything. Bourdain, you know, Anthony you, Bourdain doesn't like everything. So, but Anthony Bourdain respects people. And Anthony Bourdain, like if Anthony Bourdain, like talks shit on vegetarians, right? But when he goes to South India and their cuisine is vegetarian, he is respectful. He eats the vegetarian food and he appreciates it because someone took the time to craft the food and make it for him. True. I'm just, I'm just saying. He's, I mean, he's respectful, but he will say straight up, like, "Oof, that is, ooh," like he'll have his kind of immediate reaction he'll he'll allow people to see that he's not enjoying it sometimes I, I appreciate I'll that allow when he ate the warthog anus in namibia that <laughs> he was not super happy but he was still appreciative of these guys who had literally taken the time to hunt down a warthog for him josie that's, it's a, that's true you still got to respect that but you don't have to like it you can respect it that's deep. and you can tell them you can say i respect you for getting me this, to bringing me this warthog anus. But I don't have to enjoy this. Uh, my baby likes the line because you don't want to you don't want to like pass over that line into like bitterness or anger right like no we don't i mean angry the whole angry chef thing i mean anger is a great motivator though i will say that it helps you to get a lot of shit done it helps me to get a lot of shit done so like when you're if you're in a kitchen and like they're like the head chef or whatever is like angry 
Like, oh, that's fear motivation, though. That's oh, different. like I would be fear okay. motivated. All right, you're, oh, you're, I see what you're saying. Is like there's personal anger. Yes. Like okay, yeah. When I'm, I don't know. Like when I'm angry in like the kitchen, like if like something's not going the way I want, or like if back when I was working at a restaurant, if we were super busy, like I don't know. Anger is like, like I'll I'll make mistakes. I'll like slam something down. Or like I'll I'll go and like a you know one little thing gets to me and then the next thing happens and it's like anger builds and suddenly I'm like throwing shit everywhere and like tossing plates and yelling mm. at people. Doesn't? Hmm, no, I just I just feel like it motivates me a lot. Like you have, must have like a zen anger. Then. I'm really I would say I mean I'm just angry like. 24 7 i'm angry right now about like a lot of shit um and it's helping me to like to just to like get through stuff because normally i think i'm too shy i guess and then when i'm angry that just sort of cancels that out and then i get shit done and i'm like i don't care if you like this thing that i made or not i made it yeah see there i made it and you paid for it and it goes in your face there you go see it's thanks for the tip get out of my restaurant all right, but so we're switching back to the, the, the fear. If you're on the receiving end of that, if you're in a kitchen with somebody else who is like... Oh, it's like, the worst. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's the worst, right? I, that's, yeah, it's, it's the absolute worst. You always got to be more angry than everyone else because the anger will cancel out the fear. So other people are angry constantly. If right. you're going to go into a kitchen, they're going to be mad. You just always have to top it. And so the, the person who tops it the most is the head chef. Okay. They are right. the most angry, and that is why they have the highest position. And if you want to get to their position, you just have to be angrier than they are, which is not a small feat. I see. So it's, it's like the, I learned it from watching you, Dad, but head chef. Learned it from watching you, chef. Well, it's more like a style of management that is passed down from generation to generation. From in Escoffier himself. Yeah. You might be a very down. reasonable, calm person when you start working somewhere, but you certainly won't be... By the end of it. After five minutes, usually that's the barrier. That's the threshold. I definitely worked in a restaurant uh, where uh, they they proudly displayed on the wall was a sign saying, you don't have to be crazy to work here. We'll train you. And that's exactly. definitely true you in do, kitchens. You need to be crazy because you're sleep deprived. Oh, you're sleep deprived. You're not, you don't have time to take care of yourself. Nope. You never get to see your friends or family again, mm. or except for people who work in other restaurants because of the hours. Yep. And your family usually doesn't, unless they own the restaurant. And then, th then that's you're, this whole then other brand yeah, of... That's this whole other brand of craziness. And that's why I don't work in kitchens anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same, same here. I can see myself going down that path, and I, I was like, no... I'm becoming this angry person. I don't know myself. I want to be an angry person, but I don't. I don't want to also be sleepy. Now that we're out of it, you want to like dish on yeah. any you know any fun uh, angry chef stories or. I do have like stories way back from culinary school. Ooh. Um, so you have a kitchen class, and then at the end of it, everyone has got to clean. Right. Basically, you have to clean up. Yeah, it's like the the again the escoffier. Like you are like the scullion, and we will work you to death because that's what you do in the kitchen. Yeah. So you got to clean. Right. But it also it, you makes you respect your workspace too. I think right. like you don't just you know you and that's what you're gonna have to do if you actually do work in the kitchen. So they right to 
train us to do that. Um, so somebody is always assigned to clean, uh, or uh, sorry, as assigned as like not to clean to be like in charge of the cleaning. I guess. Ooh, like ooh for, that's dangerous. Yeah, for but it's just the the instructor would pick just one person for a day. So I was picked for one thing and. And I'm told, like, you have to go tell this person to go get rags and tell this person to do that. And it's, you know, yeah, that's dangerous. So, uh, yeah, so I just, I was, I had to go to one guy and be like, here, you know, take these rags down to the pantry. And he's like, fuck off, you cunt. Um, I'm like, okay, then. (laughs) Pretty intense. Yeah, I mean, in in certain kitchens, you know, it's like the last bastion of, like, misogyny, like, yeah. You can Oof. say, you know, because like working in kitchens is a, somehow a traditionally or seen as a traditionally male thing. So it's like a just us bros yeah. thing where I've been in situations where people are like mopping the floor in one area and I walk through it and they're like, get the fuck out of my office, bitch. And it's like it's like their dogs like pissing all over their territory. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a visceral reaction to you talking about, like, just the word, like, rags. Like, rags, which we, we all call them rags, but they're, like, actual, like, real nice dish towels. But they're, yes. like, that's a currency of the kitchen. It, it is. Like, wars were fought over rags in the kitchens I worked in. Like, we, had you ever had that? Had you, have you ever had that happen? I mean, I'd, we've, I've never fought with other people, but there are times when you just completely run out and there is not a dry rag to be seen anywhere. And it's like, well, I just, I'm just going to have to burn my hands in this 500 degree oven pulling shit out. Like, and that's the worst day ever. Oh, it's yeah. Like front of house and back of house, just like fight over rags. Like they just, no, they would just like front of house, like the bar, they just come back, they sneak back and they just take a stack of them. And disappear in the front. You, you like, have, you, oh. And you have to hide them. Like you have to hide them. From no pe- communication whatsoever. No. about Like it's not rag day. They're not bringing clean rags today. So we maybe have to like ration yeah. them yeah, have to ration. No, it's just like, well, I'm going to take a new rag every like 15 minutes. Yeah. And then of course everyone else is hiding them. And like even other people in the kitchen are going to hide them in their own stash. I would hoard them. Which where's where it's been long enough that since you've been out of the kitchen, Josie, where, where was your, your rag stash? Where was it? Yeah. Um, I would put a few in my apron. Like, at the beginning of a shift, I'd come in. I'd just grab them. I'd stick them in my pocket. Ooh. Like, my apron pocket. Just, like, nice. two or three of them. Even yeah. though I, I wouldn't need them. Because I'm like, I'm going to be here for 10 hours. I'm going to need them. That's, that's smart. I don't know. I See, I'm, I'm always, always messy. So, my apron would just be covered with, like, grease and oil. So, any rags I put in there would just get greasy and oily. So, I... Uh, mine was usually, like... There was, like, uh, we had a spare toaster, so mm. it was just, like, in the back, like, you know, on a shelf. A toaster? So, like an upright, like a No, like, a, like a, you know, a, a conveyor belt toaster. Oh, okay. It's a diner, you know, so, oh, right, like, right. we make a shit ton of toast. So you put it, put the toast it's in the top. Knows toast. It toasts, it falls out the bottom. Yeah. But there's the nice little cavity where your toast goes in. You roll up a couple of, a couple of rags and stick them in there, and oh, there brilliant. might still be some sitting there. And that spare toaster in this moment, even though it's been like a year. Wow. No, that's perfect. Like you couldn't, I, I thought about doing that with like ovens, but it's like, no, you'll just set them on fire. Oh yeah. Yeah. You'll just have a, that's the worst when you, when you accidentally like burn 
uh, so my scariest moment in a kitchen is uh. so uh, you've got you've got your griddle next to a deep fryer, and you've got your like your you know your spray your no stick spray stick on your griddle for people who are afraid of fat. You know, the, you have a little no-stick spray. Uh, and you stick that over top of your griddle, uh, which unfortunately is right next to a deep fryer. Uh, so when you knock an aerosol bottle of fat into a deep fryer, uh, it is it is a oh, that- l- literal and metaphorical ticking time bomb. Uh, so you've got this oil-soaked <laughs> aerosol can that's, like, getting hotter and hotter by the minute. You can just tell, like, the pressure is going up. And you're what did f- you do? Did you try to get out with tongs, or you're like, I'm running you, yes, away? Yes, because did you, you I mean, flee the building, or no? I just you just like I tried, like I took two like s- stabs at it with oh my, my tongs, gosh. and luckily my coworker had a cooler head than I, and he just like grabbed like other set of like less greasy tongs, I guess, or better grip, less freaking out. He just grabs it, you just like go like stick it in the sink. Uh, and just let it be. It didn't explode. It didn't explode. It was like it was. You defused a bomb, basically. It was, I, it's like you threw yourself on a bomb. I, I wasn't me. I will. I deserve none of the credit for this. But you like stayed there. You didn't like flee the building. This, I would have true. run out the. I would have run out the back door and like down the street. I should have. I mean, no, you know, my my nice kitchen job still not worth you know the potential death and dismemberment no, and disfigurement no. of an exploding. Aerosol bottle. Fryers freak me out. We can we can keep talking about like the stupid stuff I've done in the kitchen before. Like, I mean, we can talk could, about stupid things that other people do. Okay, I mean, that would make me feel a little. Could be a little judgy right now. Get in our judgy mode. Yeah. Okay. Judgmental. Yes, always. Uh, so you were you were talking about uh, those videos on Facebook, the tasty yeah. videos. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, something's a brewing. Yeah, they're. I mean, like, great people are like cooking, and it's awesome, and they're inspiring people to cook, and it looks good. It like looks good, but then you think about it, and like pizza dough for pizza dough. a soft bread. No. Pizza dough for a hamburger bun. No, no that's not like. It's going to be chewy. Yeah, we don't... Like, there's a reason you don't put a hamburger on, like, a, a baguette, right? Like... No. It's, uh, it's just, like, fundamental... It looks like bread. It looks like it on the outside. Like, all bread looks the same on the outside, but... It's, like, a fundamental understanding of, like, hamburgers are, like... They're, like, squishy. They come apart. And so if you have to, like, squeeze down on this tough bread which pizza mm. dough is or like a baguette is and it just like it's just wrong it's just mm. a fundamental wrongness mm. by like a lack of understanding like people who like they'll cook chicken breast like every freaking recipe that's not the hamburger the sliders with a pizza dough every other one is like try this pasta with chicken and it's Ugh. just like they'll start with boneless skinless chicken breast which is like the objectively the worst part of the chicken don't you well, agree I, oh man i'm going to disagree with you because um, I like to poach it sometimes. Okay, all right. That it, is the only acceptable way, though. Okay, I will agree with you. The only acceptable way for a yeah. boneless, skinless chicken breast is it's to be poached. poached. 
Which that's n- it. None that of is yeah, it. Which no one ever does. They'll stick it in a skillet and they'll mm. just like they'll, they'll chop it up into like tiny pieces. Oh. So it's like super gonna get tough. They put it into a skillet and they're not even they don't even get any color on it. Like no. they're not even it's just like gray and nasty. But if you did get color on it, it would be just this stringy outside. Right. Kind of like that's just like Ugh. there's no fat there's no bone in there or anything to help no. it out and it's just like it's just gonna be dry let dry, it dry. sit in there and then they'll like throw in like the no onions sauce and stuff or anything to help it out nothing i mean even when they do like the sauce isn't gonna save you if you have like a bone dry chalky piece of chicken breast it won't been... save you but at least that will help like to if you have to eat this thing it will at least sort of lubricate your throat a little bit. Mm. Um, Yummy. Yeah. yeah like if I have sauce. to eat this thing, then at least there's some sauce on it. But there's nothing to save you from this. No. Nothing. It's, it is you and this rubbery chicken bit. And, and like it's not even it's, – it's the technique they use. Like they'll have these, you know, they'll have like a nonstick pan – and they'll just like scrape, just scrape their metal utensils on this nonstick pan. And I kind and of, it, part of me wishes that this, that these things would work because it looks so good. And wouldn't it be great how easy it is, you know, to make this, you know, to just be able to buy pizza dough and then wrap some shredded chicken up in it. And then it'll come out great and soft and delicious and whatever. But then the truth is that it's overcooked chicken and really chewy dough and it looks pretty but, but, I mean, you know, it's going to be disappointing. I, it's, it's a plague is what it is. It's, it's yeah. you know, you, you do one of those and then you mess it up and you don't realize that you were, you don't realize that you were misled, that you, you, you didn't have a chance, you didn't have a fighting chance from the start. But it is fun to watch. I'm more but 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 I'm more I mean, that, that's the thing, right? I don't, like, that. they're, I think in, like, East Asian cultures, it was like, you eat a bowl of hot soup and it makes you sweat and that cools you down. Oh, is wait, it, that is, That's yeah. a thing? So, I wasn't thinking of that. Okay. It does, you do get pretty sweaty and you feel pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, like, after a bowl of pho, you're just, like, you're sweating and then you're all it's, cooled out. Yeah, it's kind of like detox. Right. Uh, but anyway, what, what kind of soup did you make? Well, I didn't, I actually, I, well, I just made like an, uh, an onion soup. An onion soup? Yes. An onion right. soup, using up all the stuff in my, but it was very satisfying. I was very happy to yeah? use some stuff up. I love using stuff up. I love yes. just like, you have like a little, like a garlic clove or just like a half an onion and you can just use it and it's done and it's perfect. Yeah. That's pretty great. So what, what, all right, tell me. So onion soup is like one of my favorite things in this world. It is like so a guilty pleasure. This was onion soup, but it wasn't really onion soup. Okay. Um, because I was also trying to save money, so I'm like, I can't get alcohol for this. That is, oh, and that was just Josie. that was a hard truth I had to deal with. It's, I know. But, it's very hard. You gotta have you gotta have some wine or some cider. Yeah. At least, or even like. Like some so, apple juice, even like, God no. forbid. No, it was just like, commando, full on commando. Just onions and water? Did you use stock? Like so, pretty much stock onions, and then I got some beef chunks. Beef like chunks. Doing beef chunks. Ooh, okay. Beef chunks. I don't even know what they were because uh, I was just beef like chunks. they were really cheap. Right. And uh, some carrots, and okay. uh, yeah. So you I made, made I made it work. So you made beef stew. 
and yes. you called Basically. it onion soup. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. And 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 I put uh, I got some really nice cheese. I saved my money for the cheese. Okay, that's I can respect that. Yeah. All right. I got the French uh, raclette, which is more. It was. It's. I guess it's more pungent than the the Swiss one or Switzerland one. What the something. Okay. So you did like the melty raclette thing. Yeah. On a, did you do like a crouton over top? So yeah, I got like uh, some slices of bread, and then I sort of sort of broiled some cheese on it. I totally like this is totally not French onion soup. No, and then I, and then I dumped it on top of the soup because that's how. Right, but you know what? You it was very good. All right, I, it was very satisfying, and I was really happy with it. I'm I'm happy for you. I wish there was alcohol in it, but eh, it was you all know. right. All right. You, you can't you can't lead with onion soup and then say you added beef and carrots. Like those that those are like literally the two things that separate onion soup but from beef. But in my stew. mind I was like I want onion soup but I can't get everything that I want so can I trick my mind into thinking that I have it and I feel like I did it successfully. So it for me yes. Okay. All right, you're I can't I can't food is in the eye of the beholder. All right. It shouldn't, it's, you just, I know it's It's a wrong. bait and switch. You just, you, you, you baited me and then you switched it. And I close my eyes and I'm like, it tastes like onions. It tastes good. I'm good. All right. I didn't, I didn't eat this soup. All right. It was good. I don't even remember everything that I put in it. Cause I just, I threw a lot of stuff in there, but it was good. Trust okay. me. All right. I, you know, you can trust me. I, I do. Okay. So I, it was, yeah. If we're if we're like if we're talking about soup, I also made a soup recently. I walked walked into the fish market and oh. walked straight past all the like nice fillets. You go straight to the fish the fish head and the body. Bin. Oh yeah, that is. I like I don't even want to be talking about it right now because I don't want to encourage anyone else to go out and get these because that means less fish bodies for me. It it does not real doesn't exist. Nope. No. Don't, it don't, is not there. Don't go to that bin and take out the salmon head that's like the tastiest piece of the fish. It is, yeah. You don't want that. Put it back. You don't want it. Get the $20 fish of the day. Yes. Totally. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I, I took that, the salmon. You, you got to take the gills out though. That's what's ruined me before. Uh, it's like, you leave the gills oh in. No. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's all like bitter. Oh. It's like, it's literally, it's full of blood. Like it's full of fish blood. Ugh. Uh, so, but you Gross. cut those out, you rinse it off, you poach it really nice, mm. a little bit of uh, kombu, the kelp, Ooh. big chunk of, of kelp, some, yeah. some garlic, some ginger. Do uh, you throw your garlic in like skin on and everything? Like you just cut it in half and uh, throw it in there, like curl it in? You can. I, I, don't, I usually just like, I'll smoosh it. So just like smoosh it on the cutting board with my hand or with my knife. Do you take like the skins off? I know some people throw it in with the skins on and that's just like... That's I mean, hard to deal with. You can. Well, because you're going to fish it out anyway. So, That's true. Yeah. I mean, fish it out. Oh. 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 That, was, that was a good one. Uh, I hope people will still listen to this after our puns. But anyway. But, yeah. So, but I, so, <laughs> yeah, I, this is like delicious, delicious salmon stock. Um, but I didn't really have anything else to like add to it. Like it was just salmon and broth. And I wanted a little something more. Mm. Uh, so I've done noodles before and I've done like rice, Ooh. but I, so I had like, because it was a giant salmon, I had like more stock than I needed. Ooh. And I also had some extra polenta burning Ooh. a hole in my pantry. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's took some of the stock, like half, probably half stock, half water, mm-hmm. put my polenta in. Is this uh, like the tube polenta? You get that look like those big sausages? No, no, no. No, Josie, no. Come on, come on. <laughs> don't, don't, don't I have even. to ask. I, I am hurt. I feel betrayed. I have to ask. You would even you're think. A, you're a dark chocolate person. I, you trust me? I don't know if I trust you. I, I don't. If you can, if you think so little of me as to think that I would use the pre-made tube polenta that sits on a shelf at room temperature that's been, Josie, that, that oh, that's disgusting. Ugh. No, I used dry polenta. Thank you very much. I will sit and wait and stir it for that extra. Well, thank God. You know, extra hour. Yes. It is worth it. It is worth it. Yes. So. I had to ask. You Don't be you mad. Didn't, you didn't have to ask. Ugh. I'm. I. <laughs> I have to ask. <laughs> Fine. So you, no, you've just ruined. I was talking about this beautiful, luxurious soup, Josie, and you just you ruined it. It's not ruined. It's delicious. <sighs> I don't. It, it tasted it, delicious. It, I can't it, ruin that. You're okay. All right. You're right. I had delicious. Delicious salmon stock. But that, use that anger. Use it. Now, now I just want, I just want some soup right now. I just, I want some like calming, comforting soup. Soup and a good cry. And, uh, yeah, that'd be great right now. I think sometimes all you just need is a soup and a cry. You could cry into it, you get more soup. Yeah, yeah, salty tears, like a little extra seasoning. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Like that movie, um, Shaolin Soccer, when she's crying into the, into the uh, steam buns, and he, and then the guy tasted them, and he was like, "Oh my God, they're salty." She was crying. It I was mean, beautiful. I, I feel I don't know. I see. I I mean, this is when I go into mad scientist mode, and I want to like figure out the salinity of human tears, and like whether or not that is more or it's less. It's love. Salt. <laughs> you can't. Oh. Now I'm mad. You're ruining that movie for me. That was beautiful. Science science is important, Josie. Science is important in the kitchen. But like goofy Shaolin movies and have weird physics in them. You know this. Like, like Kung Fu Hustle. It had really weird physics. Like they're changing space and time for this movie. You know, it's just a reality that we you accept. You can't change the Suspension of disbelief. We all we all have our points where we choose to suspend disbelief, and I, for one, will will not stop until I've tackled the salinity of human tears. You and always have not... to play devil's advocate. Yes, I do. Jeez. Well, well, well. On that note, this, uh, this has been another episode of Food Weirdos. So. Yes, it has. If you think we're full of BS, uh, you can go ahead and tweet us at Food Weirdos Pod uh, and tell us which one of our strong takes was was a bunch of malarkey. Or if you have any, you know, clearly, I mean, you know, if you have You're any... You're going to say I'm right, but you can put that out there if you want. But I'm, I know I'm right. I'm never so. wrong. If you have any questions or you want to stump us, you know, test our culinary knowledge, go ahead and tweet us at Food Weirdos Pod. And once again, thanks for listening and stay weird. Stay weird. What?